Jurassic Park 3 Minutes. We will be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel, One Minute at a Time. I'm Brad. Okay. And today we're back to discuss Minute 9 of Jurassic Park 3. David, ready to get into it? Sure. All right. Actually, Charlie, those are herbivores. They really wouldn't be interested in fighting with each other. But these ones here are carnivores, and they really like fighting with each other. They use their teeth and their claws to rip each other's throats out. Ah, he's three. As we end in minute eight of Jurassic Park 3, the woman running the lecture addressed the crowd, asking if anyone had a question. And nearly every hand in the room went up. As we open on minute nine, Alan grabs the microphone from the podium and starts to walk across the stage, saying, fine, does anyone have a question that does not relate to Jurassic Park? Out in the audience, a majority of the hands drop. At the five second mark, Alan continues, or the incident in San Diego, which I did not witness. Out in the crowd, nearly all the hands have now gone down. But Alan does spot one and says, yes, you sir. At the 15 second mark, Alan starts to walk across the stage as he's addressed by the man in the crowd. The student asks Grant if all this is really worth it because one day, paleontologists are going to be able to go to the island and find out for themselves. Alan retorts, with it's in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries and what John Hammond and Ingen done at Jurassic Park was create genetically modified theme park monsters. Nothing more, nothing less. At the 48 second mark, a young lady stands in front of him and interrupts, asking if he had the chance, would he want to go to Isla Sauna and study animals for himself? And as the minute ends, Alan smiles and says, no force on earth or heaven could get me onto that island. As we end the last minute, the host of the lecture asks the crowd for questions, and a lot of hands went up in the air, and Alan asks if anyone has a question that does not relate to Jurassic Park. And we start to see some of those hands go back down. David, if you were there in that lecture hall, and um, mm-hmm. were able to have your question asked or answered by Dr. Grant, what would you ask him in relation to Jurassic Park? I was going to say, I put you on the spot. I didn't. <laughs> I just thought of it then. It's sort of interesting to sort of speculate what that question may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what was his impression standing face to face with a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Mm. I'd love to know uh, in the flesh what it would be like to do that. Of course, you'd only know to ask that question if you knew the story. <laughs> not the movie, because <laughs> you wouldn't know that he'd come face-to-face with a T-Rex. Right. Did he get to see T-Rex? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get chased by it? <laughs> I reckon, I suppose, like, you couldn't ask, would you go back, because he's going to get asked that next minute anyway, but maybe would you want someone to try it again? But then again, if he's gone into it in his book, he's probably already said that this shouldn't be done in... Even going back to that lunch scene, he, he says then pretty much without seeing the park that we shouldn't be doing this. So I've, I've stumped myself by asking it as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the minute. Um, uh, after, yeah, not relating to Jurassic Park, he then asked uh, all the incident in San Diego, which I did not witness, and most of the hands in the room go down here. But he spots one hand that stayed in the air and says, points and says, yes, you sir and walks across the front of the stage to the opposite side where the man's seated. The guy gets up and there's a lady walking around with a microphone here, which I didn't, <laughs> I forgot about too. I was wondering how they got the microphones, but um, he addresses Grant, your theory on raptors is good and all, but it's 
uh, but isn't this conjecture rather mute? I mean, once the UN and Costa Rica and everyone decides what they're going to do with that second island, scientists will just go in and look for themselves. And on the stage, Alan's been pacing back and forth the whole time. <laughs> this question's been asked. Um, like, he's had this question before, and he comes back with dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is in is fossilised in the rocks. And it's in the rocks where real scientists make real discoveries. Now, what John Hammond and Inja did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more, nothing less. And his vein on his neck starting to grow. <laughs> and um, we get another another member in the uh, audience stand, a young lady, who interrupts him and say, mm-hmm. are you saying you wouldn't want to go to Isla Sauna and study them if you had the chance? I will take a... Um a offense to, or not offense, but an objection to that line there where he says they're theme park monsters, nothing more, nothing less. Because that is the quote that everybody likes to say is, oh, oh, Jurassic Park dinosaurs aren't real, they're just theme park monsters. That's not how they originally envisioned. you got to remember that this line is somebody whose livelihood and some of his life mm. has been ruined by these events. And you have to keep that in mind that He's biased against these dinosaurs. So he he doesn't want anything to do with them. He doesn't he or he gains nothing by the by the or by the public being interested in them. I I'm quite sure that he would love to just wave, hand wave them off as nothing more than theme park monsters, and never have to think about them. Yeah, you know? yeah, because paleontology is the study of the bones. Like I, I know you'd you'd have some that would sort of look at, and we get it later with that whole cranial, um, I completely forget, resonating chamber, uh, and sort of looking at some of the stuff that's the in, internals and that skin color, skin texture, um, and all the stuff like that. But you'd think anyone wanting to go to Jurassic Park to see the real animals would be vets and more animal-based, or real animal-based um, mm-hmm. professionals, doctors, <laughs> I don't know the word, but yeah, like yes, it'd be good to see. He's obviously working with raptors. It'd be good for him to see a live raptor, but it's not essential to what he's studying, what he's doing there in the ground. But then you sort of get a lot of that stuff in the Lost World with Sarah, how she's sort of studying more the behaviours, the parenting, being able to see nests and and all that sort of thing to confirm or um, change some of her study. Mm-hmm. But also on the on the on the part of theme park monsters, we discussed in in the third episode of Jurassic Minutes over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jurassic Minutes, plug, plug, with the Virgin numbers and everything else about how much the novel sort of put forward that idea of uh, making the dinosaurs real and then dumbing them down um, for safety mainly. But in the actual film, we do get the Virgin numbers in the cryo storage, but what we get in the, for the main part that Hammond and crew purvey is that these we're making the dinosaurs as real as they can be and not not changing them up too much um, aside from the frog DNA of course and the whole breeding thing but, but then again that was security measures mm. I mean I mean even zoos do that where they stick only certain um, certain genders of animals within a enclosure i mean 
you can't have the zebras squirreling around uh, all the time and having constantly getting new zebras, you know? Yeah, yep. What are you going to do with all the zebras? You know? Well... I mean, yes, zoos do have breeding programs, but they have programs there where they intentionally breed them. They're, there are no unauthorized breeding <laughs> Well put. And that's, yeah, I think Colin come out and said... At one point, that all the animals in Jurassic World were sterile, um, not just female or male like the original park. It's actually they've made them sterile, but that's uh, that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> but then the uh, the young lady sort of interrupts um, or so, says, and I did touch on this before, saying you would want to go to the sauna and study them if you had the chance, and it's sort of a bit confusing here we've talked before about how some of the visuals in that make it look like we're going back to Nublar and not Sauna but even here with Grant talking about InGen and Jurassic Park Nublar isn't mentioned at all and if there was an InGen trial and a list of species was released um, all the focus would be on Sauna but you'd think something would be mentioned about Nublar as well and what was going on or what had gone on there if you want to take Jurassic World on faith then on canon and there's animals there by this time they're nearly written they've already been in there to um to do the the checkup of what animals still alive in that and we know there's a tyrannosaur still roaming the island and maybe a dilophosaur as well so but just it, yeah it's just a shame that maybe if they had more time to write the script and that they would have done something mm-hmm. name dropped or just put something to say this is what's happening with nublar because it's even even just ownership of the two islands. We know Hammond said he leased Nublar from the Costa Rican government, but we have no idea what was done, what the deal was with Sauna, whether they purchased that outright to keep it off the books for a shell company or or what. Yeah, that's true. I think, personally, I always felt like Injun actually owned Isla Sorna and that they had temporarily had an ownership lease with... Um, because when you lose something, you do technically own it, but when you, but you're paying you're paying to use it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like renting in a way. I mean, or no, not even really. It's like leasing a car. Technically, you do own the car, but you're still but you're not making full payments. You know, you're making partial payments over a period of time and then releasing relieving yourself of that um of that lease. Hmm. Well, Whether you renew the lease or you um, or you let the lease go is a matter of whether or not you can afford it. But mm. I think it's under the same principle, you know? Yeah, and that's that's the thing, not knowing, and probably should have researched, <laughs> not knowing if land, body of land or anything like that's different to a car or that on with lease agreements, obviously there'd be different speculations there or stipulations there. But if, if that's the case also, then you can break a lease, break the terms of a lease, and once Jurassic Park was found out, Costa Rica should have technically broken that lease with InGen and taken the island back, but then that raises a whole a whole lot of other questions. But if you look at the timeline, the sort of timeline that's been put together, Sauna was in operation to supply animals to Jurassic Park San Diego before they moved to Nublar, mm-hmm. so... As you said, it's it's more than possible and more than likely that they purchased Sauna, um, whether as InGen or through another name, just so not to rouse suspicion, start creating 
animals there and then realising, well, Nublar's only a couple of hundred miles north. It's a lot closer than um, San Diego and it, mm-hmm. it, it sort of would give Hammond a better location to put his Destination Island Resort. Because mm-hmm. if he's just going a Destination Island Resort, that thing could be anywhere. It could be in the Bahamas, it could be... Uh, no, wrong side of the continental United States. Uh, Galapagos, well, he Hawaii. He did, want, he did say that he... Well, he was uh, remissing in, dress, oh. in the first Jurassic Park movie that he didn't build in Orlando. Yeah, which... But then again, I mean, you got hurricanes there, too, so it's not like... It's not like you're running away from your problem there, you know? No, no. No, but if you're going to use sauna as your base, and you could come across, even though it's a bit of a steam by ship, but come across to Fiji, the French Polynesia, up to Hawaii, yeah. any of those islands through there, or the Galapagos. Although I don't know how big... Um, the Galapagos are only just like a string of outcrops, aren't they? There's not really a big landmass. Kind of. Well, there's a, kind of one main island, and then a couple satellite islands. But yeah, it's kind of just bunch of volcanic outcrops lying sitting there off the coast of like Ecuador I think yeah oh well when the when the movies are rebooted in 100 years time and there's a bit more rock growth out there they might change islands a few more eruptions make the islands a bit bigger but um after she asks the question Grant sort of just mellows out and says no earth, no force on earth or heaven could get me onto that island and as the minute ends, we get another transition and a fade to black as uh, a big circle's being painted onto a window of a spray can. I do like how these uh, transitions seem to be lining up with the end of our minutes. <laughs> we had it lined up nicely when we finished the opening sequence with the uh, parasail. Same when um, Alan left Ellie's house and went to the lecture theatre. The minute ended there as well, so... Hopefully that <laughs> continues. There's nothing worse than ending a minute in, a, in between an action scene or <laughs> in between a scene, but... Quickly into script comparisons, um, uh, all the questions are much the same in the script, although after the student grills Grant, another person describes um, describes the reporter says, isn't paleontology itself in danger of extinction? Where you'd think that question would be going around in 97, once the dinosaurs were known to exist and not here four years later, because that just seems like an outdated question to be asking from a reporter anyway. Alan replies, no, let me be perfectly clear on this point, and then goes into Dinosaurs Live 65 Million Years. And he also adds on the end that um, actual scientists spend years to uncover. Theme park monsters are the same, and there's no mention of sauna or genetic engineering. It seems simpler, and the class clearly disagrees with his statement, or with his assessment, and that's when we get the transition, the same in the film. So, for the most part, the script's going along much, uh, much as the film film is just with some dialogue missing here and there so mm-hmm. which is understandable because as we know the script's getting written as it's getting filmed for the most part so it's not like uh, the lost world or other films where you're going to have early scripts shooting scripts other scripts that are made into the novelization yeah exactly which i purchased got off ebay last week so hopefully it's here next week i can have a look read through the uh, new novelization for this as well and Oh, I expect it to be exactly the same as what I'm reading here in the script, but it'll be interesting anyway. I actually bought the uh, the Lost World annual, official annual, see what's in there, you know? Mm-hmm. That's oh, always... It'll be wherever it's next week. Yeah, nice. Yeah. As, as we discussed last time, you've sort of 
got a shipment of books coming in. It's just good to add this literature to your, uh, to your library or to your collection. It's sort of one of those things, yes, a lot of people are going digital now for movies and books, e-books and everything else, but none of this stuff exists digitally. It's all got to be <laughs> purchased physically. So, not lovely. Anything else on Minute 9 you want to get to before we get happy for the week? No, I think we're pretty good there. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are we on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on Earth or Heaven could get me on that island. you Desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to Mommy now! It's the, it's the dinosaur there!